Welcome to Backroom Beauty Talks. My name is Misty Jane and I am a money coach for hairstylists. I help self-motivated stylists get their financial shit together, creating healthy relationships with money, opening up more options for the future, and eliminating that paycheck to paycheck life. I created Backroom Beauty Talks because I wanted to bring real, raw, and unedited conversations to you, uplifting the beauty industry one stylist at a time. Hello there, friends. Today I am talking with Crystal Hair and Makeup on Instagram. Crystal, oh, Crystal, Crystal. So I just met her for the first time um, at the Tulum Retreat. She is a part of the High Powered Academy. And I am so happy to be in this community with her. She is an absolutely amazing human. She wears so many hats. She is a mother. She is a stylist. She is the founder of a nonprofit. She is an educator. And she is on a mission. I cannot tell you this woman is going to change the world. She is on the mission to inspire people of color. She is on the mission to inspire everyone to be more inclusive. And she's on a mission to not just change salons and the salon industry but she is going to change the world one day i can see it you could feel it the moment you have the first conversation with her she's an absolutely amazing woman and i'm telling you she wears a million hats and she wears them damn well please enjoy if you love this conversation please put it up on the gram go ahead and tag her at crystal hair and makeup and um tag me as well enjoy hi crystal how are you I'm great. How are you, Misty? I'm good. I'm so excited to see your face. I got to spend a week I know. in Tulum and now it feels like we never even went. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was just saying like, oh my God, it feels like it's been like months and it was literally only like two weeks ago, but I'm like, take me back like yeah. right now. It yeah, was it like was awesome. immediate reality the next day, like being home. And it was like, wait a second, was that a dream? <laughs> like- <laughs> Like, seriously I'm like it took me a minute to like I was super pumped and excited and re-energized but it still took me a minute to like come back and like dive in and I have like so many like spiritual questions that still linger that I'm kind of like diving into and dealing with feelings processing um, <laughs> yes yes so um you know Elizabeth talked about that like this is like doing and processing and then actually implementing um so you know we're in that processing implementing stage which girl I'm like okay that's (laughs) That's your jam though isn't it I mean you like the systems and you like having you know implementing action right I do I love that I love systems but remember like you know I don't really do a whole lot with like what we talked about in Tulum like with vulnerability and emotion so now I'm having to like how do I navigate that with this system like this authenticity added into like what I've already perceived is like this systematic box so right so for those listening we went on a mindset retreat a business mindset retreat is what I've I've been calling it um and basically we all kind of left um with things we didn't know we needed (laughs) and a lot of it was Yeah. Well, a lot of it was very internal. So I feel very lucky to have met Crystal in a position that I don't think a lot of people get to meet you in. Correct. Nobody does. No, (laughs) I mean, no one except for like my really close friends and my family. So to dive in with all of you amazing, um, women bosses, uh, and be myself on such a short, um, time span was really, um, 
renewing and a new experience. So, yeah. Well, for those listening, let's get into who you are, what you do, all the things. Um, I know that for you, the hair industry really kind of forced you into itself, correct? <laughs> correct. So um, my mom told me at 15, I'd be a hairdresser. And I was like, girl, you a lie. I'll be, that's the last thing I'll be. Um, my, my thought process um, with my experiences with hair salons were like, you know, they put in lots of hours, lots of time. Um, they worked morning um, to night and really didn't, um, they were constantly in the hustle and I didn't want to be in like the hustle of any sort of job or career. So that's all I saw, um, you know, salon and hairstylist as this constant hustle. Um, but unfortunately, or fortunately, um, <laughs> I went in to do other things within business that really helped me build a foundation around systems and corporate, which had me once I came back around to the hair industry because of these previous systems and and structures, it really allowed me to say, hey, wait, you can have a hair salon business that's really structured and um, has systems and you can work the hours you wanna work and take vacations when you want and still make the money that you wanna make um, without being in a console hustle mentality. Um, so I've been doing hair now 11 years. Um, I did an apprenticeship, which is completely different from traditional hair school. So I never went to traditional hair school. I learned under a friend at the time. Um, and it was all by mistake. Another friend was getting married. Um, I helped do some wedding hair, which is like, it's so, I never think things are coincidences, but it's so interesting that like now my niche, my niche is like, is wedding industry, you know? Right. But, and that's how I came in, but for the, you know, three and a half years of my apprenticeship, she didn't do weddings. Like it wasn't a thing that we did. So I did zero, I think one wedding at the end, um, weddings but now that is how I entered the industry you know coming in helping her do a wedding of a friend when she was running behind and now in you know the I won't say the latter part but in the middle of my career like weddings is where I really thrive and I built an amazing system um on that so uh it it's kind of like full circle um, but I've done a little bit of everything, even within the salon industry. So from an apprentice to booth rent, to having a brick and mortar, um, and now getting ready to enter into, um, the sweet life. So mm. yeah, a whole lot of, whole lot of stuff. Well, talk to us about systems. When you say systems, are you talking about backend? Are you talking about with your clients? Are you just talking about kind of the routine of how everything goes? Like what are, what are your systems? Oh girl, all of the above. So, I mean, like, I mean, I literally have a system in my life. So like pretty much how my house runs, it's very strategic, um, all the way into like the systems from, um, when your client, when a client finds me, whether it's a referral or online, what is that funnel that they go through? What is that experience? Um, once they're in my chair, what is that experience like? Um, there's a whole system there. Everything is exactly the same on every single guest. Um, when they leave my salon, what is that next, you know, um, one or two contacts like? And then for my current clients, when they've been with me, like, what are the exceptional things that I can add into their experience um, that's very systematic and planned? Um, so I do it on all aspects. And then on the back end, um, we know how important social media is. Mm -hmm. um, and it can be very overwhelming. Um, and I think it can be overwhelming because it's like, we have to do all of these things. And it's like, okay, how do I find the time to be a mom, 
to be a wife, to be a business owner, um, and be a social media like guru presence show up. Um, so really figuring out ways that I can batch things in my life. So how can I put like things together in a certain time frame and do them all at once? So I kind of do that with my social media. Um, so I really do it in all of my life, like I, and which would be like a routine, right? So it's just, right. I've created routine routines that equal systems to make me be able to wear. I own, I mean, I run three businesses and I'm a mom, so I have a nonprofit. So those things just help me not be completely overwhelmed all the time. Um, well, it I've allows you to show up for all of the things. Yes. 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 95% of the time without feeling like a chicken with my head cut off. Right. Well, it's easy to so. do too. Well, and as yeah. far as in the salon, having the systems, I mean, I know um, I'm, you have some amazing ones, which I'm going to bring up in a second, but, um, uh, I know for me, it's like, I wanted my clients to know exactly how they were going to feel every time they walked in. Like there was going to be, they knew how the head massage was going to feel. They knew how the checkout was going to be, you know, they, they knew that they could have a mini consultation. Like they just, there was no surprises. There was no Misty's in a bad mood and she's forgetting to ask me questions or, you know what I mean? So for me, like systems, it was amazing because everyone loved that. You know, they want to know, they want to know what they're expecting when they walk in. Right. And you can, Absolutely. Start, and you yeah. can start that right from Instagram, you know? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, yeah. You can start it from, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think people too, and it's never too late, right. It's never too late to like build in small things, you know, start, you don't have to overhaul your entire business at once. Like, I think sometimes people, um, like look at me and they're like, oh my gosh, look at all this stuff. Well, you know, all this shit was not here when I started. Like this was not, this was years and um, and leveling up as I, you know, made more income and leveling up as, as I, as my dream client leveled up and what I wanted to do in my career. So, you know, always having whatever resources you have at that moment, making it the best that you can in that moment. And then always looking to figure out ways that you can level up both yourself, your guest experience, um, and just your life. So like, I was not always this organized crystal and people who know me will know I am like organized chaos. Okay. So because <laughs> I am like so chaotic, I have to have these systems or if you were in my office right now, it's like beautiful on this side. And then this is a pile of Tulum clothes that I still haven't put away, you know? So like, they're right. just like reminding me like this is on your to-do list. So it's, you know, it is balance. And because I know myself, mm -hmm. if I didn't have these things in place, it would be a shit show. Well, you basically kind of pick and choose what needs the most attention and kind of let go of the rest, correct? Like the clothes aren't, they're, they're, they're fine. Like they're, right. <laughs> they're all summer, right? Yeah, they're all exactly. summer clothes. They're right. all, if I don't get them to them till May, they'll be good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you do some really awesome um, experiences in your salon. I know that uh, your post on Instagram today was about the virtual reality. Um, are they called glasses? What do you call that thing? Um, I would say they're just a, a virtual reality, um, like headset is what I would probably call it. So them. tell, yeah. tell the listeners, um, some of those things, tell them about that. Tell them about the list when they come in. I just, I think that it's these tiny things that people are going to notice because nobody else is doing this shit. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the list came, the list has been with me for probably seven years and it stemmed from my lovely mother who went to like a dentist office here in town and they had a list up. And when she got to the end, she told the lady, she's like, you know, I've met everybody here except for Stephanie. You know, my name is Stephanie too. And I saw the list in the morning and I was just like, oh, who's Stephanie? And I haven't met her. And the lady's like, dude, you're That's Stephanie. you. Yeah, <laughs> that this list is for like the people we see every day. And she just like raved about how good it made her feel. And so I kind of adopted that. So pretty much every single day, I have a list of clients who I'm going to see that day. And I'm behind the chair three days a week. Um, so typically I will um, either one or two lists. And if I if they change within the day, I'll kind of color code them. Mm-hmm. And it's just for like my you know, my purposes and my guests absolutely love them. Like I've had guests who like, I do online booking and for some reason <clears throat> something has happened or they don't have an appointment. And when they, like I had one guest, her and her son came in pre COVID and he was like, Oh girl, you ain't got an appointment. Your name is not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I do a welcome list every day. If there's someone's birthday, I put like happy birthday on there. If I know there's an anniversary, um, if it's someone's birthday and they're coming to the salon, I try to have like either a birthday cupcake or something that they go home with as a, as a small token. Um, that's awesome. of a birthday gift for me. Um, thank you. And then I mail every single person. I mail a handwritten birthday card, mm-hmm. um, anniversary cards, their kids' birthday cards, um, all of those things that I know about. And I get all this information when they um, do their first appointment, I have online booking. So kind of they enter all that information. So it's right. a surprise. They don't even know. They're like, okay, why am I doing this? And then later it's like, oh, you know, you get these really cool things in the mail. Um, so that's one thing. And then the VR, it's really funny because it really stemmed from, um, I had started having like some anxiousness and anxiety at the beginning of COVID. And I think it was just like the uncertainty or whatever. And um, my people in my life have always been like, you should do yoga. And I'm like, my brain doesn't shut off. Yoga does not work for me. Right. <laughs> um, but a friend had recommended like uh, a hypnosis yoga, like a hypnosis, like meditation. So I had started doing that and I like, it worked well at night. I would do like 15 minutes and I was, um, I do all, like, this is like jumping all over, um, but I do all of my photos. So like everybody you see on my website, every, they're my clients from the mm-hmm. moment I started, I couldn't find women of color. I could not find stock photos that represented the array of people that I saw. Really? So I was like, I guess, yeah. Oh my God. No. So I was like, I got to create it. So like from the very first website I made seven years ago, they were all my clients. And it was me being like, Hey, I want to pamper you. Let's do a photo shoot. I'll do your hair, your makeup. We had food. So they were all on my website. Um, and where was I going with this? Oh, so anyway, so I had just did a photo shoot, uh, pre COVID, um, with, uh, a few of my clients. And then one of them reached out and was like, Hey, I need you. I'm like, I'd like to ask the same favor. I would like you to be in this commercial for like um helium story up vr set and i was like cool no idea what it was but i'm I'm here for it sure um so i show up and i get to do this commercial and i'm the first time ever i go into a vr headset and it's all about using visual to meditate so for some of us who can't turn off our brains it's if you have a visual um distraction it's a lot easier so you can go in here and they can target like pain um if you just want to relax, they can target, um, all kinds of anxiety, all you can pick all kinds of things. Um, and it's a woman owned business. Um, and I did the commercial and then the gift 
was a VR set mm-hmm. from Helium. And so I used it at home and I started to love it. And I was like, how awesome would it be for my guests? You know, if you can, especially being now, like there's not a lot of travel going on. Um, we started in May of last year. There's not a lot of things that we can do to escape, right? Right. <clears throat> and so I was like, what if you had a deep conditioning treatment and you can go anywhere? And so pretty much there's so many things they can do and go and listen to. Um, so if you book a luxury deep conditioning treatment, it's complimentary. We decide where you want to go. Um, you get to just dive in and it's cool because it's auditory too. Mm-hmm. So when you put it on, you actually hear as well, like, oh. and you can't hear anything around you and you do about 15 minutes. And it is like, I mean, I have people who like say they fell asleep or they just went to a whole nother place. Um, so I love helium. I love that. It's the investment is very inexpensive to offer something that like no one else is doing. Right. So we, in, in our industry, so I'm right. always about like, what can I do to set myself apart and not cost yeah. me a million dollars? Right. Yeah. That's but it amazing. sounds like it does. It's, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so, you're um, right. Like nobody's do, I've never seen anyone do that before. And it's, it's, yeah. if you think about it, it's really kind of simple. <laughs> You know what I mean? But it makes so much sense. I, clients have to love that. No, they do. And then what's even cooler, like I had one client who um, she was on a Friday and she was just really struggling and she did it. And I was like, Hey, just take it home for the weekend. Like try it, like hang out with it. And she was like, it was such a blessing because like I can go home and put it on like for 15 minutes. And then like, it takes me, like calms me back down, centers me. And then I can go like cook dinner and hang out with my kids because we know like, doing what we do, it takes a lot of energy and I love it, but it's like, how do I replenish myself so that I can show up and be, you know, an awesome mom, because that's, what's important, you know, in that moment. So I, I mean, I love it. If you have any questions, you can DM me. Um, I have an awesome affiliate link. Um, yeah. So, and, and what I love about Helium is I know there's two salons that I met last year who use it. Mm-hmm. And I just send them to um, Wendy, who is the CFO. And um, she just is really good about talking you through it. I mean, they use it in therapy for kids to bring back like, um, like dreams or trauma or like, like, I mean, so it's used in so many different ways. Right. Um, you can watch Netflix on it. Maybe I need that. I can't, like, I have such I mean, a hard time meditating or doing anything like that. And I couldn't, I yeah. couldn't. And then even with your son, like what else is cool is they have like roller coaster games and they can take a trip ah. to the theme park. So it's like, it's not, they have like lifesaver games. So you can right. like play a game. So it's not just meditation for you. It's like, okay, this investment in meditation for my guests, but at night I can take it home and my whole family can like also like, yeah. enjoy it and they have like disposable um masks that you put on over it mm-hmm. um and you can clean there's a cleaner that's like 100 certified to clean everything um but I, so i double up so if there's like an issue of thinking about like spreading the germs and COVID, like it's very safe um to use on multiple people that's amazing so let me ask you a question so you have your behind the chair you have an education company you have a nonprofit company do you have a hard time being present and compartmentalizing because you have kids you have a husband like you have all these hats are you mm-hmm. good at just wearing one hat at a time i am and that's where the systems come in because i like even with within systems, it's also like timing. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So it's funny, like my kids know that like, I'm not behind the chair on Monday and Thursday, right? So one wasn't feeling well on Monday and she's like, oh, you can call my mom because she's off today. Right. And so the teacher called and I was like, well, I'm not off. And I was actually like teaching a batching course online to a salon. Um, so like, I really just like make sure my schedule is exactly what I want it to be. So when I'm behind the chair, I get done an hour before I pick my kids up. Right. And that is so that I can decompress. I pick my kids up. We cook dinner. We have a movie night. Like we, we have a show that we're continuously watching. Um, and then we do baths and then we do 15 minutes of books and then it's done. Right. And then they go to bed. Yeah. My whole house is shut down by eight 30. Right. <laughs> um, and then I can like play around on social if I, if I need to, if I needed to finish up my power hour, Um, And then that's it. Then I like decompress and then that's done. And, and then a lot of the things I will pre-schedule. I would say the hardest, the most difficult one to like compartmentalize is with my nonprofit Mm -hmm. um, because it really doesn't have like a set time in there. Right. And I kind of have to do it when it needs to be done. So um, that one can be harder. Um, And then learning to like delegate and like, I, I will say, when I first started my business, like I wore every single hat, like, you know, I was the the marketer, the finance person, I was everything. And as I grew, I started to budget. Like, I don't care if it's $10, $15, $20. Like I knew that I could not continue to scale my business with just myself. Right. So when I knew, and I thought, okay, what would this cost me? I literally like a a year before just started putting, you know, $15 away Mm -hmm. and, then when it was time to hire someone, I had a nest egg that it wasn't like this. Oh my God, how am I going to pay Clara? Right. It was like, oh my God, I've saved this money. This is all dedicated to Clara. I knew what it was going to be for. And in a matter of, um, I would say in a matter of like four months, because I had been working on the back end of my ideas. I mean, we were able to implement a full digital, you know, digital program. Um, we've been able to launch it and it successfully sold out. Um, so it, it, finding the help, you if you if it's not your area of expertise, I know you deal with like helping stylists with finances. Like that's a huge one. Mm-hmm. Like when I got my finances under control, my life changed. Amen. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I, I think that was the start actually for me, really understanding what money I brought in, that everything had a name on it, what my goals were with money, how these goals were going to get me to what I wanted to do in life. And then I could build around that. Right. Cause I think if you don't have a handle on your finances, you ain't got a handle on nothing. Agreed. Totally agree. Well, yep. they, it controls you. Your money will control you if you don't control it. Period. Yep. Yep. So yep. I have a lot of questions because I want to get into the nonprofit and I want to get into your education company. Um, the nonprofit talk about that a little bit. Cause I think that's amazing. Oh, thank you. Uh, so it's the Bold Academy, which stands for the Black and Brown Girls Opportunity Leadership and Development Academy. Um, and it stemmed from like my, everything stems from being behind the chair. Um, so behind the chair, I kept hearing the same stories from my clients about their granddaughters or their daughters, not really seeing um, the colleges and universities in our town as an option for them. We have five. And where are you and at? They, You're in Missouri, right? I'm in Columbia, uh, yep, Columbia, Missouri. So um, people didn't see that, like their kids didn't, their parents didn't see that as an option. And I'm like, that's crazy. So I was like, I started thinking like, what could I do for people who, young girls who look like me, something somebody did for me 
to see this as an opportunity to build social and economic equity, to see that like post-secondary education, whether it's tech school or four-year college or on the job training, whatever it was that was obtainable. Um, and so I started like a year, like people would sit in my chair and I'm like, okay, she'd be good for this. And she'd be great for that. And I just had a notebook. And then when it was time, the first person was my co-founder with me, Dr. Melita Walker. Our kids went to Montessori together. She was sitting in my chair and I was like, hey, this is the idea that I have. I would love for you to co-found it with me. I would like, I don't know, like you have the connection with the education side. Um, I know what I want this to look like. Can we brainstorm? And she was like, oh, absolutely. Um, and, and the Bold Academy was born. Um, so the biggest things that we do, there's three real components. There's education. So we open up a 529 college fund for every single girl who enters the program. Mm -hmm. So they can use that money um, for any post-secondary education. They earn the money by attending Bold Connections. We have a summer academy on a college campus. So, so the thing was, right, to give them exposure. So we right. did, um, we've done two years on every campus except for Mizzou. And 2020 was supposed to be that year. Um, but with COVID, obviously, we had to like um, backtrack that. Um, but they do a seven day um, camp like uh, experience on a campus. Um, they get money for that. Last year, we did a um, college tour of St. Louis. We did HBCUs as well as WashU. Um, so they earn money for volunteering. They earn money that goes into their 529. So if you come in at 12, you can earn a pretty penny by the time you, you're 17. Right. Um, yeah. And so we've, that's been great. We, every girl that's graduated has had at least 50% of their first year tuition paid for by scholarships or by their 529 or what their parents has put up. So we have a 100% success rate. Thank you to the community support, the online community support, um, and my community partners. So that's one. Um, and then mentoring. So we meet every, um, the second Saturday of every month. Mm -hmm. um, and we still do that virtually. Um, and then of course, like the summer academy. So this is year five mm -hmm. um, for, yeah, this would be year five. Yes. So year five, we take 15 girls um, every year. And so if no one's graduating, we really don't bring on another cohort because we really want to keep it at 15. Right. Um, one of the things I stress is that like mentoring, I think we use that word so lightly, but mentoring is really like taking someone under your wing, um, following their journey, giving input, and then taking responsibility first good and bad, right? So if your kid go awry, like that's your responsibility if you call them your mentee. Right. So, yeah. So even when I mentor stylists, like I have to be like fully in same with when I coach, because I just want to be fully into their transformation. Like I want to be responsible for the good and the bad, which is kind of a struggle because you, I shouldn't own that. But I feel like if I commit, then I commit to like good, bad and ugly and hope and helping you get to the next level. Well, that's what I was going to so, ask you. How do you handle that? Like, like does mentoring with your nonprofit and, you know, as far as your education, like, do you get almost too invested? Like, does it keep you up at night or is it something that um, like, if somebody does something like doesn't listen to you and, you know, does something that messes something in their life up, right? Like, do you feel personally yeah. responsible? I don't because I think there's individual responsibility. I feel a sense of how can I help? Okay. What resources? Okay. So like for with our girls, like if something goes wrong, it's conversations like with our kids, right? If they do something wrong, it's just a learning experience, right? right? We fail so that we can learn. 
Right. And nothing beats a failure except to not try. So if they do something wrong, it's coming back and being like, <laughs> it's coming back and being like, hey, this is how, this is what happened. This is probably how we should have handled it. What do you think we can do different going forward? And if there's a resource that I can help them with, then here's this resource. Cause maybe it's outside of me, you know, it is outside of me. So a lot of these things are like, okay, you're struggling with math. That's not what I do, but I do know five or six tutors that I'm happy to pay for so that you can do what you need to do. Right. Um, and same with like with the hairstylist business, like I don't know everything, but I have a network of bosses who do like my apprentice is getting into extensions and I'm like, girl, that's not like, I don't do extensions. Like I'm Bellamy certified. I'm hothead certified, but that's not something I do every day. And so like, I can look at her foundation and I can be like, okay, yep, I would fix this or that. But like, when it gets into other questions, I'm like, oh, you need to holler at Jess. Oh, you need to holler at Rachel. Like, right. and she's like, who are these people? I'm like, oh, those, they're my like boss tribe. So like, now that I have like high power, having like stylists and business owner who are like, I won't say like on my level, but are successful. Like they're straight high powered ladies. You trust bringing your people to them. Cause yeah. Yes. Yep. 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 So it's really cool. Cause I know that they're going to give a hundred percent. And I know that whatever they're doing is tried and true. Right. And they're going to be 100. So it's really awesome to have such um, a foundation. So community over competition is kind of thrown around a lot nowadays. Right. And I feel like, yeah. I feel like people um, kind of misuse the word sometimes, if, honestly, like I know some people yeah. that say it and I'm like, mm, I know you. So, yeah. <laughs> but I think the last time I hit you in the DM, it was like, <laughs> right. but you live it, you live it. Thank right. Um, yes, I do. Yeah. So talk to me about that. Like how has, I think there's a scarcity mindset, right? There's people don't want to help other people. They don't want to help other stylists because they think that they're going to maybe be better than them or, you know, steal clients from, I don't know, whatever, you know, the scarcity is. Um, so how do you daily within all your businesses, all your ventures, um, how do you spread the true meaning of community versus competition? Um, by one simple thought, what's meant for me is meant for me. There is nothing that I can give you or no resource that I can share that's going to hurt me, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So even with like stylists in my area, like um, with All Hair Academy, there's a stylist on my street less than like, I mean, less than a mile from me who took All Hair Academy. I told her everything I know. She still DMs me. And what's cool about it is now if I have a client that I can't get in or whatever the case may be, I feel a hundred percent comfortable sending her down the street. Like there's enough hair, there's enough heads, there's enough money for everybody. And when you give, the universe gives back in return. Um, if I have a resource, like I've helped stylists write handbooks that are in my area, their contracts. It is not, it doesn't hurt me at all. If anything, it just, it's like, oh man, she's dope. She is for the community. Um, because again, what's meant for me is meant for me. When people work for me, like my apprentice, I, she's not my apprentice anymore, but like anyone who comes in, I ask them, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? Like, cause if you want to work for me for more than five years, like we can work next to each other. So like Sasha works next to me. She's a full booth renter. Um, but if you want to just be under me, 
as a commission stylist, you're probably not the stylist for me. I know some people don't ever want to be their own boss and I completely get that. But if you work with me, I want you to be a boss. So if we have to, if I have to help you navigate the systems so that you can put those in place so that what you're, what I would be doing as your owner, you can do for yourself that's systematic. That's what I want to do. Because I feel like there's some sort of ownership, some sort of confidence that comes from like being your own boss, like controlling your entire destiny. So like if shit goes great, hey, if shit doesn't, hey, like yeah. that, like for me, I want to be in control of my destiny in the sense of how much work I put in or don't put in. Have you always so in, had I mean, a, a growth mindset? Like, all um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I don't think I've ever, because my mom was just like that. Like my community was just like that. So for me, I've just always had that mindset. And I think it's always just served me well. Um, I will say coming into the beauty industry, it was a little bit difficult because like, it's super clicky. Right. Right. And um, sometimes trying to like navigate clicks and feeling like, you know, how do I, how do I move in this space or how am I supposed to show up in this space? And sometimes I still struggle with that because I am a woman of color and um, I'm a woman of color every single day. Right. And a lot of the spaces that I'm navigating don't have anyone in them that looks like me. So then I have this weight of bringing everything about, you know, textured hair and everything about women of color as if I'm like the expert, but I'm just me. So I had to learn that I can only show up as crystal. Right. And I'm crystal and whatever that is, this is what you get, like it or love it. Um, But I just, I think the hardest part is um, just navigating some of the spaces. But what I've learned about social is like, man, you can like DM anybody. Yeah. Like my my board on my nonprofit, they like laugh at me because they'll be like, oh, we need a guest speaker. And I was like, okay, I'm a DM Taji P. Henson. Or I'm going to DM, like, I just be like, and I will, and people will like Alia Bundles, um, Madam CJ Walker's great granddaughter. Like I DM'd her and then I ended up on a a podcast with like her and um, hair industry. And so like now I can DM her and ask her like a question. Will you make a quick video for bold Mm -hmm. or can you, and it's like, that's dope. And it was just from like an Instagram conversation. I met Elizabeth from like her DMing me, like, So you can like, don't be afraid to like DM when people follow me, I email, I DM every single person that follows me. Mm -hmm. And I say like, you know, thanks for the follow, like share with me something that I wouldn't know about you from your Instagram. Like I want to know people because I think it's your, one of my friends said it the other day, it's like your frequency, right? So when people are on your same frequency or your same quote unquote, your vibe, then it's a real connection. And I'm on Instagram and I do All Hair Academy and I have my digital business because I want to really connect with other hairstylists and I really want to help other hairstylists transition and transform and build their dreams. Like if I can help 10 hairstylists in my entire career make a transformational change, then that would be good. So I'm the person, I would rather help five do a real transformation than 500 do it half-assed. Well, you're out to change the world in my, I am. <laughs> you know, yes. like I, I really like, I, you're not here to just change the industry. Like you're here to make an impact period and you can feel that and it's real and it's authentic and it's not bullshit and it's not um, for money. Like 
I felt that in Tulum when we were talking, look, I'm going to cry. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, but you can feel that in everything that you say. And so I want to talk about all hair Academy. So tell um, the people listening a little bit about what that is, because I want to get into that a little bit too. Because I have Um, been the the white girl that doesn't know how to do fucking hair, like curly hair, like even white curly hair. I have curly hair. I don't even know how to do my own. Um, So I, I have turned people away and I honestly never thought about it being hurtful. You know what I mean? Until the past couple of years when it started becoming a conversation. Um, So I think it's really awesome what you're doing. So explain that a little bit. Well, thank you. Um, So I, like I said, I've been doing this 11 years and I've always done all hair. Um, When I came into the industry, I'll be hundred percent honest. I was like, I want to learn how to do color because I know that black women can have everything other than copper and red, like orange and red. Like there has to be more to the color wheel. Like I see all these beautiful, like white women walking around with this beautiful platinum blonde hair, but it wasn't something that I could, I would see on stylists of color. I mean, on clients, women of color. So really when I went into the industry, I was like, I just want to do non-orange and red hair on black people that was it like and so when I started to dive into color I really realized that like hair is hair and you just diagnose the hair and you go from there and the salon I grew up in they did all hair so there was no like oh I'm not gonna do this so it was really like I was into doing everyone's hair so I just look at people as the hair on their head not the skin color right um and so what I learned real quick is that's not very common Um, I say the most segregated places in the world are churches and hair salons. Mm. And when I say that people are like, really? I'm like, think about your salon. Like, think about your salon life. Like how many stylists in your salon don't look like you? How many clients do you serve don't have the same hair like that you have on your head? And then people are like, oh, like they have an aha moment. Like shit, it's true. Yeah. And I think when we can integrate those kinds of spaces, we can have different conversations Mm -hmm. because like, when you're in the salon, everything is really like shed, right? We all show up to have a good time, to talk, to um, community. And if you can community with people that don't look like you, people who come from different backgrounds, it really makes for like an amazing experience. Um, so All Hair Academy came about because I really saw a need and I would get, I would go to a class, you know, of learning something. And if the, if the educator didn't look like me and someone asked a question about curly hair, about texture, about anything that was not dealing with blonde brunettes and, and redheads who had fine medium textured hair, right? she would look to me and she'd be like, well, maybe Crystal can answer. Well, Crystal ain't getting paid to teach this class. (laughs) Like, and I would answer it, but there was, it became like a burden. And I'm like, what can I do to change the industry, right? Like, what can I do to change the future for our hairstylists who really want to be successful? Um, And so All Hair Academy right now is a five-week revolutionary course um, where we start, it's a very, um, we start talking about like, how do we brand ourselves as stylists that do all hair? How do we um, first have an introductory lesson to all the different hair types and textures? Um, there is a, um, like a demo demonstration, um, demonstration weeks in there. And this, this session, we're actually doing, um, some added upgrading. Um, I'm adding in some extra, um, hands-on sections because I feel like a lot of people are wanting to know more. 
Um, and then we talk about like the systems, we talk about um, implicit bias, like how did our brand become what it is? We talk about who's our dream client, because I think like someone, I think someone said um, like, oh, my dream client is me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like the person, like there are attributes about your dream client that maybe you, as far as like who you want to deal with every day, but your dream client, nine out of 10 is not necessarily you. Right. Um, so understanding who your dream client is so that when you post on social media, when you create a guest experience, you're doing it for them. So that the more people that come to your chair, the new clients, the referrals are all the people who are your dream clients. Um, and then we dive into um, social media. Um, what's really cool is when I, when I'll be honest, when I launched this, I was like, um, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I was like, oh, it's going to be white hairstylists who want to do curly hair. Like that's what it's right. going to be. Cause you know, that was the movement. And what's really awesome is my first class was 50, 50. I had four women of color and four white women. And it was awesome because it was a safe space, right? We right. could say what we wanted. We can ask the things that you've always wanted to ask somebody who didn't look like you, but was scared because you didn't want to come off as like racist or or unaware, not woke. Um, so right. we have this private setting that you can do that. And then what's cool is um, I talk about all hair types. So for whatever side you're on, you're going to get something, you know, because like for most stylists of color, like this is what they've always done, right? They've always done curly hair. They understand texture, they understand blowouts, but they might not understand other things like foiling techniques or round brushing. Like I round brush everybody. I don't care what your hair texture is. If you're getting a blowout, you're getting a round brush blowout. Well, and it lasts um, longer. <laughs> it lasts way longer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when I talk about All Hair Academy, I want to make sure that people understand that this is not geared toward any particular um, race or ethnicity. It's geared toward hairstylist. So Period. like when you enter All Hair Academy, it doesn't matter who you are, what you do, what your specialty is, because we're going to talk about all of those things, no matter if you're black, white, brown, like it, it is all going to be something for you. And there'll be parts that you're like, oh, I don't do that, but I do this. Great. Like this is all like a sharing opportunity. I only know what I know. Right. right. And what I know is not end all be all. Right. So it's really cool because we've had people be like, oh, I've tried that, but I actually use this. And then we'll have like somebody will go home like, oh my God, girl, I bought that. And that was like life. So just being able to have a very intimate conversation um, with other stylists open and all with the same goal to be able to take anyone that walks into their salon. Um, and at first I wasn't sure. I knew I was doing the right thing. Um, and you know, I have client, I have the women who have, um, done aha. And we, I keep in touch. We talk all the time and just to watch them grow and flourish and then take the things that they've learned back to their salons or their hairstylist friends has been amazing. Um, but the other day, one of the biggest things is that I had a client who Brooke has been with me since I started. And, um, when she came to me, she was, she's biracial. She um, was getting relaxers. And, um, I was like, I think we can do this without like a relaxer. And I was, she's like, my hair, my goal is to grow her hair. And I was like, you know, I think we can do it. Um, Brooke is hair, Brooke's hair is down to probably the middle of her back. Um, she wears it both curly and straight. 
But what she said to me, she was like, hey, I read your post the other day. And I was like, that's a white woman. And it was a white woman with curly hair, 38, who had never found a stylist who would let her wear her hair in her natural curly state. Mm -hmm. And she was like, and that resonated with me so much. And she was like, I just want to thank you because she has a son who's five. And she was like, we walked into a salon and they're, they're in a small town. And uh, she said, the lady's eyes got really big. And she said, don't worry, it's for him, not me. And she was like, and that's been my entire life. Like people come in and they see my head and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't do her hair. And she's like, I used to feel bad. Like I felt extremely bad because like I made it uncomfortable for them. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I get it. Like, I'm not saying that every stylist has to know how to do everything, right? Because I think we pick and choose what we want to do. I don't do extensions right. unless you're my client. Like, I don't do perms. Like, it's cool. <laughs> but when somebody comes in for a basic service, like if I come in for a basic haircut mm-hmm. or I come in for a basic blowout, like, I mean, come on, like, you should know the, you know, the basics. basics. And, yeah. And you might not be able to give them like 120% that you would, you know, the, the hair texture that you're used to working with, right. but you're not completely fumbled all over the place. And then they look like a chia pet or you do their highlights and it's blotchy or, you know, on both sides of the aisle. Right. So right. it's truly, um, I'm just trying to change the world. I just want people to like be able to understand, um, what you would feel like if the shoe was on the other foot, whatever it may be. Right. Well, it's interesting. You know, I like that you said that it's a judgment-free zone because I think that that, and as a white girl, like sometimes I wonder, like, should I say this this way? Or should I say that that way? Or like, you know, am I going to say this wrong? And, and, you know, and that can happen in the salon as well with anybody, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's interesting, especially the last year, it's like, there's almost this bullying thing happening on Instagram where it's like, well, you need to say it like this or say it like that or say it more, say it less or, you know what I mean? And it's just like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know what to do anymore. (laughs) So I think it's important. You know, I know again in Tulum, we had a lot of conversations um, and it was a conversation, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't just like these opinions thrown out and then the judgment and then arguing, it was talk which I yep. think is what we need more of. And it sounds like this Academy is just that, right? It's, yep. it's conversations it's, that need to happen more often. In a safe space. And, and I always tell, it's like intention, right? right? And people know people's intention. Like one of the girls in the program said she had posted something and she was like, hey, I don't know if like how people are gonna take it. And I was like, well, people who know you love you and they know your attention. And what you said was like truth. Like you gave a description on multiple hair textures and how you do it. Like that is how it's done. And, and I think two people are like shying away from being like, well, do I talk about texture now? Because like, I don't want to be on the texture train. Right. If you've been doing texture forever, absolutely. Like there's nothing, you're not, there's nothing wrong because that's what you've been doing. Right. Um, It was funny. Like even Shelby who has curly hair, Shelby was like, it's crazy. I have a ton of clients who have curly hair. I have curly hair, but I never post anything about my curly hair. And and she was like, I'm going to start doing that because I bet people out there are like, man, this is great. And it's like, and especially it's the hair on your head. Right. So whether you're talking about curly hair and how you maintain it to get it straight. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be like, there's no right or wrong answer. We're just talking about our experiences and how we do things. That's it. 
And I said, I think what's happened to the world is that somebody has decided that we all have to think alike. And if you don't think alike, then you're like against me. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some fundamental things that just don't like, you know, right. We got to agree on some of these fundamental things, like, or we just can't be friends. Right. Um, But there are certain things that are depending on your experiences, where you grew up, your religious background, like all of your, like all of these things are how we form who we are. And I can't say what you think is wrong or how you do something is wrong. Like I can say, this is how I do it. And then you can say, this is how you do it. And then we say, oh, that's cool. And then we can agree to disagree and move forward. It's just like you said, a conversation. Like people just need to talk, Mm -hmm. listen, not judge, and then learn and move forward. Right. And I think the learning is the big one, you know? And I think a lot of times people think that they know, and then, you know, more information starts piling up and then you're like, oh, maybe I didn't know, you know, like, because, you know, again, like you said, you know what, you know, like, you know, your bubble, right. And then you yep. start talking to more people outside of your bubble and you learn a little something new and then you learn a little more and a little more. And it's like, it's okay to do that. And it's okay to go, oh shit. Like, I didn't know that. Or, oh shit. Like maybe I shouldn't say that or do that or, you know, and I think if more people would just be like okay with being wrong, <laughs> like, or just being open, I think, mm-hmm. you know, things would go a long way. Cause I mean, yeah. even in the salon, like I said, curly hair, like I have two clients I can think of off the top of my head that I used to, my palms would sweat when they would come in. Cause I knew that they would want it styled curly and I just wasn't educated in it period. Yeah. That's all it was. They wanted yeah. me to blow it out. I could do it all day long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was a frizzy mess. <laughs> now granted and I tried yeah. <laughs> and, and I tell people too I'm not telling you you have to go learn like every hair texture at all but, but I should. just tell people but you should I mean you should have a basic understanding right. but I tell people like I don't know how like I grew extremely fast for mm-hmm. a few reasons one I did all hair right so that's like when I was advertising I could do everybody right so it didn't right. matter who walked in the door I could do it all well you like um, quadrupled your clientele just quickly like yep and then the other part was as my clients grew like so now as if you're a stylist who've been doing this forever right and you're fully booked if you look at your clients and you know those two clients who made your palms sweat go learn about those two clients hair textures that's it like go learn about like okay she has wavy hair it's the you know it's it's super dense you know, and it is, um, you know, fine. Right. So like, those are the things. So then that's what you would go learn about. I'm not telling you have to go learn about like the kinky hair, but I want you to learn about those two because they're in your chair and then you can give them more options and then you can be comfortable doing their hair. Right. And then from that, as you're learning, you're going to learn more about other things. Mm -hmm. And then it's just going to make you more comfortable. Um, but like for me, like I'll have, um, Prime example, yesterday, I had these two beautiful twin girls and they have curly hair and their mom is Russian. And um, it's crazy because they went to the salon that I grew up in Mm. and the mom was like, you know, we went to, um, she said the name and I was like, oh, really? That's actually where I learned into my apprenticeship. And she's like, oh my God, we love her. Um, But just watching you on social and the different kinds of curly hair that you deal with, I just felt like when you talked that there was going to be so much, it was going to be different. I just wanted to experience that. And it like, 
as I, like I told her to bring in, you know, all the product lists. I talked to the little girls. I asked them like, tell me how you shampoo your hair. Do you use this much shampoo? Do you rub it in your hands? How do you apply it? When your mom uses this brush, does it hurt on a level of one to five? Like I talk to them and the mom listens and I want them to feel comfortable doing their hair. Like I want the mom also to understand, but I want them to understand the knowledge of like, oh, shampoo is for the scalp conditioner is for the mid to ends. I want them to understand like this brush really pulls my hair. I understand like this is when I detangle. This is how much water I use. This is how I refresh. So I'm very much educating them as they go. So if they never come back, they still have this general basis knowledge of the things that they should and shouldn't be doing. Right. Um, so, and, and I get a lot of, and then what happens is moms come in and they're like, wait, you can do my daughter's hair and my hair. Oh, we don't have to go to a whole nother salon. Oh, cool. You got a whole family, husband included, <laughs> you know, and you just tripled your seriously. Yeah, like you you're tripled, right. And it's like, because you will, I mean, the world is increasingly diverse and it's, and again, you have curly hair. I mean, you appear to be a white woman to me. It is not this like crazy thing. Um, It's very common. Right. And it's, you know, so, and I'm sure you want highlights. And if you, if you were your hair curly, you would, I'm sure you would want the highlights to look great versus wavy and straight. right? Right. You want somebody who understands placement, you want somebody who understands like how, how I can go back and forth. I don't want you to damage my curls. Right. You know? So I just think it's just, just knowledge. And I know with all hair Academy. Yeah. It's a very, like, we just dive in like there. You're, I mean, obviously in five weeks, there's no way in hell you're going to be like a mastered all hair stylist. Um, and I know that. And so in June, there's some super amazing membership coming that's not just going to prepare you to be an awesome hairstylist that does all hair, um, but the business side. And then there's going to be some diversity and inclusion training so mm-hmm. that we can continue to have those conversations with big brands, with stylists um, across the world so that right. we can really change our industry um, to be just an inclusive space for everybody. I love it. I So I have one more question about this because okay. we're in this space now where everyone is niching down, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm only doing balayage or I only do men's cuts or I don't do haircuts at all or whatever. And listening to this, I'm thinking of the woman who walks in and has the curly hair and somebody can't do it. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm, now what if it's somebody, well, they just want a root touch up. Okay. You walk mm-hmm. into a balayage salon. They don't know any different. Never heard the word balayage. I would like a root touch up. Well, we don't do just root touch ups. Do you feel like it's similar? Like, do you, cause again, you're kind of saying to that client, like, you know, you, in a way you don't belong here. Um, So I think it's a little different because it's service-based, right? So I think because it's like, I just don't like, I don't do extensions, right? It's just a service that I don't do on anybody. We don't do root touch-ups. We don't do it on anybody. It's different when we do haircuts, we just don't do haircuts for you. Right. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But like I always yeah. say to people, this is like, if you are an expert, right? So we have all these stylists all over the world who are like, I'm an expert balayage. I'm an expert in extensions. I'm an expert. I'm a master. If you're a master in balayage, then you better be a master in every single texture. Right. Everything. Like if you're a master in extensions, you better have some kinky hair on, on lock. 
Right. You know, if you, if you are a colorist and you do pixies, then you need to be able to cut a pixie on anyone. On right. Yep. yep. And I that's what that. I mean. So like when you, so uh, especially if you, now if you live somewhere where you just are never, this is never going to happen. I'm not necessarily talking to you, but I, for people who want to be salon owners, people who want to be multiple um, six or seven figure earners for people who want to educate, mm-hmm. whether independently or for big brands, um, you definitely need to be a stylist who understands all hair textures and the importance of making sure that everybody is included and feels inclusive. I love that. It's yeah. my thought. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. You're not an expert if you can't do well. Not that you don't know it all, but you know you need to know a good yeah. amount. Yeah, but you can give, yeah, yeah. Um, I was watching a, a video of someone, it was on a big, big platform and they were cutting like a inverted bob. And so people were like, how do you do that if it's curly hair? And they weren't like, they weren't saying like kinky coarse. They just said, if the hair has wave, right. how would you do that? And he just ignored it. Like yeah. he never answered it. And it's cool to be like, I would rather you say, Hey, you know what? I'm not hundred percent sure. I don't know, but here are two stylists who slay curly hair. Like go check them out. Right. Not because just completely discount it. Ignoring, yeah. Like I don't do everything. Like I said, if somebody does something better than me or it's not in my wheelhouse, I have no problem with being like, oh girl, you know what? That's not something I do, but here are two stylists that do it really well. Right. Right. Cool. Like people just want answers. They just don't want to be ignored. Yeah. So you don't have to be like, oh, you don't have to fake it and pretend like you don't know. You can just say, you know what? I'm actually not hundred percent familiar with that, but one, let me find out and get back to you. Or mm-hmm. two, here are a few people that are, check them out. I'm big on transparency um, in general, but behind the chair, that was like, if I didn't know how to do something, I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to tell yeah. you, we can, you can let me practice <laughs> or yeah. I can send you to somebody else, you know? And yeah. actually I would say nine times out of 10 people wanted me to practice because- Practice, yeah, because yeah. they love you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so transparency, man, I think, I think that's why burnout and all that shit happens with stylists is because they're too scared to say they don't know, or they're yep. too scared to say no. And it's like, no, yep. it's not like you can be honest. Like people want honesty. Yeah. Like you know? right. They want you to be like, you know what? That's just not what I do. That's right. not. And it's cool. Like that's okay. But yeah. I think it's like, if you, if you're a salon that does haircuts, you better have somebody in there that can do everybody that walks in the door. And that's no matter what you look like or what the person walking in the door looks like. Um, you know, Amen. that's it. Amen. Well, Crystal, I could sit here and talk to you about all different topics for a long time, but I'm not going to do it my friend. So I want you to, I probably, actually, I'm probably going to have you on again, because I want to talk about networking and community, but we don't have time for all that right now. So <laughs> um, where can people have a clubhouse? Um, oh, let's talk about that. Yes. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, we yeah. should. I'm on there. I haven't done anything on, I've done one. I'm, I have a class today at 2.30, but yeah, let's we'll talk, talk about it. We'll talk. Um, I want you to go through the things. Where can people find you? Where can they find your nonprofit? Where can they find AHA? Where can they find all everything? <laughs> okay. Um, so if you want to hang out with me um, and chat it up, you can find me on Instagram at Crystal, C-H-R-Y-S-T-A-L, hair and makeup. Um, if you want to check out my nonprofit, it's thebowledacademy.org. 
Um, and then if you want to dive deeper, learn more about how you can brand yourself as an all hairstylist, um, that is allhairacademy.com. And you can find all of these things um, in the link in my bio on Instagram. And I will also add it in the show notes um, of the podcast as well, um, all of the links. So Crystal, thank you so much. And I definitely am going to have you on again or Clubhouse. If yes. you're not on Clubhouse, <laughs> if you're listening, um, I think I have a bunch of invitations. So uh, DM me. <laughs> yeah, come on. I have, a, um, I have a club on Clubhouse. It's called AHA and it's the largest club for hairstylists. So come hang out with me in there too. I'm going to come hang out in your club. I need, yeah, to, I need yeah. to go to a club anyway. It's been a while. I know, right? <laughs> All right, Crystal. <laughs> Thank you. Hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Again, I'm going to put all of her information in the show notes. Um, So if you're looking for any of the websites um, to her All Hair um, Academy education or to the Bold Academy um, nonprofit organization, um, that will all be there. You can also find her on the gram. Again, if you liked this episode, please feel free to share it. Um, Post it on the gram. Give me a tag. Give her a tag. I appreciate it as always leaving a review and letting me know what you think is always um, a little extra nice touch as well. And I will talk to you on the next one. 